Hi, I'm Sam Vokes at Wickham Wanderers, and you're listening to Wickham Sound. The Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome to the latest edition of the Wickham Wanderers Show. In the next hour, we'll reflect on the defeat up at Morecambe. Uh, better news on Tuesday's trip to Cambridge. A brilliant victory, which keeps the club in contention for the playoffs. Four points outside of the top six with three games to go. We'll reflect on that and look ahead to the trip to Lincoln as well. We've got our match debrief from Phil in a few moments' time. We'll be catching up with Wickham Wanderers women's under-18 manager Christian Price as well. Uh, they're coming towards the end of their season, uh, doing fairly well in the league, but a pretty decent cup run as well, uh, which is uh, quite an exciting uh, climax to their season. Uh, also, uh, we'll, thanks to the Wickham Wanderers Ex-Players Association, be speaking to a former forward who's not long left Adams Park. Uh, very much looking forward to hearing the thoughts of Alex Samuel, who uh, now, of course, applies his trade in the Scottish Premiership with Ross County. We'll hear about how he's got over uh, another injury and is uh, doing pretty well north of the border as uh, I don't think people say anymore. Uh, Also, don't forget this hour, a preview of Knowing Me, Knowing Blues. The full version will be available on the Wickham Wanderers social media. You can catch the video in full if you've been getting your answers, uh, sorry, if you've been getting your questions in to goalkeeper Max Strick. Uh, You'll be hearing some of his answers. Also this week, uh, another Welsh forward who uh, is committed to the club for next season, Sam Vokes. We'll hear from him. And also manager Matt Bloomfield will get the latest from the training ground from this morning's press session as well as he looks ahead to uh, what is a, of course, must-win game on Saturday, the visit of Lincoln City to Adams Park. Plenty to get through in the next hour. If you're listening to the live commentary on Tuesday evening, you'll know it was uh, a pretty exciting uh, end to the game. Uh, some, uh, some good goals as well. But uh, let's speak with Phil and to briefly reflect on Saturday's game up at Morecambe, uh, another of the strugglers in League One, and uh, obviously not uh, not quite the outcome we were expecting. Yeah, disappointing on Saturday. You know, Morecambe, it was always going to be a tough place to go. It always is a tough place to go. And I thought Derek Adams' game plan worked really well for, for what he's got available to him. Wickham, though, 20 shots, 11 corners, it's no cutting edge and that was frustrating because it was a, a much needed three points on the on the table up there especially with other results going our way on the day and we were unable to take advantage but full credit to Morecambe they deserve the win um, and it puts them in a good position for their running unlikely as it seems for them to stay up a, a few weeks ago they've given themselves a chance and after the game did you feel quite what was your main kind of emotion because I guess you have five points outside the, the top six as it was then I, I guess that was still still doable with the remaining fixtures uh, yeah, I mean, you look at the goal difference and really it's probably five and a half points, six points really because of the, the goal difference um, with the teams around us. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's going to be hard. I think that result of Morecambe's made it incredibly difficult. Um, but where there's hope, you can always go for it. And, you know, Wickham, as we've been saying for a few weeks now, you know, obviously we need results to go else, um, elsewhere to go for us, but we can't control that. But what we can do is win the games that we've got um, and then that puts the pressure on. We were unable to do that against Morecambe um, and that was a really big opportunity missed. Um, but, you know, we have to bounce back and, and we bounced back really, really well against Cambridge, a bit like we did over the Easter weekend. You know, it was a, a deflating result um, and performance against Ipswich, but they responded well a few days later um, against Forest Green. And it felt like the changes the manager made on Tuesday night really, really paid dividends as well. Yeah, um, 
it was interesting to speak to Matt after the game about that because four changes, three of which were in sort of the forward positions or the attacking positions. But there's no mystery behind it. You know, if you if you bring in players like Gareth McCleary and Sam Vokes, then things become um, you know a lot clearer up top with their experience and their ability. But again, it underlines what Matt's been having to deal with since he's come in because. Um, they've both been injured um, and this was their first start since coming back from injury and it, it really did make a big difference. And really nice as well that, as you say, it just it felt like a game which, which had so much drama as well. You know, Cambridge certainly no walkover and, and they were doing really well, especially towards the end of the game. You know, it really felt with, with yourself and Brian that, you know, we, we were on the edge of our seats, all of us. Yeah, it was a really good game, um, a really good game and, and credit to Cambridge. I thought they played very well. Um, in, in large parts of the game, you know, they they had the same issue that Wickham had on Saturday. They didn't take their chances. Uh, at one 0 they had a really good chance to equalise. Um, they had a big shot for a penalty, which um, is still not clear even on the replay. And you know, they didn't take their chance when it came. Lancaster had the the shot from I don't know around the penalty spot after some good build up play, and, and he's missed the target, which in their situation is is crucial. Um, and then just before half time, Wickham get the second goal due to much protesting about offside, which um, it didn't look offside at the time, and it certainly wasn't offside on the replay. Um, so yeah, so they had to get over that one. But I thought second half they came out and and took the game to Wickham. Um, interestingly, you know, we'll hear from Matt Bloomfield in a second, but he, he referenced the fact that Wickham didn't make it easy for themselves at times in that second half. But it certainly was a gritty and resolute performance in that second half, especially when you consider that Chris Farino went off injured. Uh, but Jordan Willis came in and, and showed his class as well. Um, so that was, was good stuff. But yeah, uh, it was a really interesting chat with Matt after the game. I thought first half we were um, very good at in spells. I thought we were quite comfortable in the game. Probably gave away a couple of chances more than we'd have liked, but I was pleased with some of the bits we did. Um, stuck to the game plan. Um, obviously, giving a goal quite early on in the second half, it was always going to you know, bring the pressure on. But make no mistake, this was a really, really hard game for us tonight. Um, Mark's got the boys at Cambridge well drilled. Ten points in the last twelve. We seem to have a little bit of a habit at the moment coming up against teams in form. And the, the you know um, Cambridge was certainly in form. We could see that um, all their set piece the way they wanted to play forward the way they defended in their mid-block getting pressure on I thought I think they're in you know, team in form so this was a tough game for us and we obviously got to be really pleased to come away with the three points Four changes in the starting eleven and rewarded with two goals in the first half Yeah I think it was necessary after a long trip um, north to Morecambe and the disappointment of the, the result not the performance the result on, on Saturday I thought it was um, important to freshen it up um, having GMAC and Vokesy fit was obviously uh, a, bit, a big thing for us so bring those boys back in the team and I just felt it was right to give us that balance with Taff on his left foot as well um, and I was really pleased with Nick actually I thought uh, Nick's maybe been unlucky not to play more recently I thought he did very well against Fleetwood and, and Burton came on against Charlton and did really well so I thought it was the right, right time to give him uh, a game in the middle of the park and I thought he did really there's another chance to show great character as well, bouncing back from that disappointment on Saturday with a, with a really committed performance again tonight. Yeah, I don't think you can ever um, uh, question the boys' commitment, um, irrespective of, of result. I think these boys are all in. I could see the the devastation on their faces after the game on Saturday. They were, you know, they were heartbroken from the result, and we had to pick them up. Um, you know, but they pick themselves up. It's not just about us. It's about the boys. We're a group here, and I'm really proud of the way they conduct themselves. I'm really proud to be a part of this football club and and be at the front with them. So um, they pick themselves up, and and they showed that fight tonight. And a real urgency as well because of where we are with the amount of games left. It was a must-win game, I guess, for the top six. Yeah, most certainly was. Yeah, I think it actually comes down to that point of the season where it is must-win because. Um, you know, time's running out, and we've, we want to chase. We want to get into that 
into that playoff zone uh, position. We want to keep fighting. There's, there's one thing I've learned in this game is you have to keep picking yourself up and keep fighting because it's a relentless industry. And um, uh, I think that's come throughout the football club for a number of years now. So we'll keep fighting. We believe we can still do it. We believe that uh, a big result tonight could propel us into that. And, and we have to keep believing that. And we certainly do within that dressing room. Goals in the first half, but it was a dogged, resolute display in the second. Mm, most certainly so. Um, um, you know, I, I think thought the boys at the back were, were great. Joshy Scowan, obviously in front of them. Um, you know, he's he's top drawer every week, Joshy, um, and the work rate throughout the whole team. It had to be a team cohesive unit. I actually think we could have helped ourselves at times. At the same time, um, the the determination, the um, resilience of the boys, the way they defended the box and um, saw the game out, I thought was um, yeah, we're obviously really pleased with Phil two away games but home comforts on Saturday and it'll be a tough game against Lincoln but another must win yeah yeah, another tough game um, we know the, the qualities that Lincoln are going to bring and we'll, we'll study them over the next few days but you know it's that time of year it's um, you know it's an exciting time to be involved in um, I'm smiling now I wasn't during that second half we we're waiting <laughs> for the final whistle to go and uh, yeah obviously we're, we're looking forward to it and we're, we're excited you've cut the gap by one point so Saturday will be huge what's the message to the fans going into that game at Adams Park uh, thank you for your support tonight thank you for your support over the last um, few games and turn up in your numbers and, and cheer us on we, we need to give them something to cheer but we also um, love it when they turn up in their numbers and cheer us on they're, they're amazing at home we've had some special days at Adams Park over the years and, and we're looking forward to Saturday we want to start creating some new memories and great to hear the manager talking about the, the fighting spirit that the club has had for, for such a long time and, and that's really positive for fans to hear as well isn't it going into these final fixtures well, yeah, a lot's been made of the continuity between um, Gareth Ainsworth leaving and Matt Bloomfield coming in because of him knowing the system, him knowing the place, the players and everything about it. Um, and that fighting spirit, um, regardless of how you play the game in terms of do you want to play it on the floor more, do you want to pass the team to death or do you want to go direct or do you want to mix it up a bit? Um, if you if your team can have that fighting ability and that fight uh, and culture in you know fighting culture amongst themselves, um, then that's a really good attribute to to, to uh, attach to any style of play you want. Um, I think our style of play is evolving still, really, and probably will continue to evolve throughout the summer into the start of next season. That fighting culture we saw on Tuesday night, um, you have to grind them out sometimes, and they certainly did that. And it sounds an obvious thing to say, but such a boost to come off the back of that game against Morecambe with the win and, and taking that into the Lincoln game as well now. Well, yeah, the, the, the Lincoln game is, is a must-win. They're all must-wins if Wickham's have any chance, really, of going up. I mean, I've been doing the same as all Wickham fans this morning, scanning through all the, the final fixtures for all of the teams up there. Um, and it's not in our hands anymore, but it wasn't in our hands when we were at the bottom of League Two uh, and we had to get favours from elsewhere. Um, but we we did our bit that day and won the game. Um, we have to do that now on Saturday against Lincoln. Um, you know, a win there, three points and results elsewhere going our way. And then all of a sudden, um, people will be getting very, very hopeful again. And that's, that's the beauty of football, isn't it? They always say it's the hope that kills you. But to be at this stage of the season and not, say, for example, in the position that Lincoln are in, um, which is mid-table, no danger of relegation, a good thing, but no danger of promotion either. Um, you know, they're already looking towards next season. Um, they'll be playing for contracts and all the other bits and pieces. You know, look at a team like Charlton, who I think had it mathematically confirmed they couldn't get relegated and couldn't get promoted. And they're now looking at their longest spell in this uh, this flight of football in their club's history. So they must be feeling pretty deflated. So from a Wickham point of view, um, with much bigger clubs uh, around us and below us, and certainly competing with us in those top six places, um, it's great that they're able to fight for this. And of course, the flip side of that 
is that we will look back at results and think, oh, if we'd have beaten Cambridge at home, if we'd have done this, if we'd have done that, we'd be right up there. Um, but again, that's football and it can drive you mad sometimes. It does make it really special for this time of year, is it? Penultimate home game, still something to play for. Should be a great atmosphere at Adams Park, especially with the, the worldwide Wanderers phenomenon representation that they'll be. Yeah, you know, it's International Fans Day and that, that's a big thing for the Koo Higgs, uh, being international fans themselves. And, um, you know, when I do the commentary, I'm very lucky to get all these messages through from people from all over the place. Um, you know, expats, uh, foreign fans who found us through whatever uh, method they've they've done, so be it through FIFA or just from picking a team or liking the kit, even things like that, um, that people build these uh, affinities with and, and become, you know, real rabid fans. Um, different sort of fans... Uh, experience that I'm used to certainly because they're 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 doing it from afar, but they're because of of how the the technology has evolved now, they can be really involved in these games, which is wonderful. Um, so yeah, it's nice that we can pay um, tribute to those guys and make them feel a bit more part of the family. Um, and plus, equally on the final game of the season, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but for Pompey away. Um, it's going to be over 100 of our Spanish friends here in the away end with us. Which um, if there is something riding on that game, then they'll be playing their part too. No, it's fantastic. And more positive news this week as well with Sam Vokes uh, being the latest player to sign on for next season as well. Yeah, huge news, I think, really. Um, Sam Vokes, uh, again, a bit like Josh Scohan, um, has at times shown his worth by not playing um, when he was injured. Um, and we really missed what he brings to the table. Um, yeah, he's, he's a goal scorer, obviously, but he brings so much to Wickham Wanderers in terms of his hold-up play, his general touch, his vision in the final third, his defending of set set pieces I think is exceptional um, and he's a great character as well and um, you know what was really lovely when he announced it um, was that you know with the managerial change you know he referenced the fact he's loving it under Blooms at Wickham uh, and you know and he loves it at the club uh, and this is a guy that's played over 60 times for his country scored over 10 goals in the Premier League he's had uh, countless uh, championship appearances and goals as well um, but here he is at Wickham still with plenty to offer um, and it's great that he'll be here next season obviously there, there'll be movement to come in and out as well no doubt over the summer and everyone will be checking their phones and I'm, I'm sure there'll be at some point where people will forget that we've extended the contracts of these really exceptional players that are committed to Wickham Wanderers and, and be bemoaning the fact that we haven't signed 30, 35 players or something but again such is football and and, uh, and that's how it is, isn't it? But we shall see what happens in the summer. Um, it's more fascinating, I think, this summer because obviously we've got Matt Bloomfield there and this is his opportunity now to really put his mark on the squad. No, really positive. Much to look forward to. And I'm sure when we're speaking uh, this time next week, there'll be uh, hopefully things will be looking even brighter. Fantastic. Phil, we'll be bringing you full match commentary on Saturday from Adams Park on Wanderers TV and on 106.6 FM. If you're not going to the game, as we mentioned, the penultimate game of the season at Adams Park, well, the regular season anyway. Uh, so if you're not going, then you'll be able to hear the uh, ball by ball commentary there. Don't forget, if you check out Wanderers TV, you can hear uh, that uh, interview with Matt Bloomfield in full. Also, Ryan Tafferzoli featured uh, as well online, so make sure you don't miss that. Next this week, though, we turn our attention to Wickham Wanderers women. Uh, the first team playing some friendlies. The reserves doing pretty well. Uh, let's catch up with the under-18s now and uh, Christian, who is their manager. And uh, these are his reflections on uh, how the season's gone so far. I'll be honest, Colin, we haven't covered ourselves in much glory, I would say, so far this season. We've had uh, we've had a, a new team coming together. This season so far has been about you know, a recess with the new players, getting to know them and vice versa. Uh, we've played against some exceptionally good sides uh, in this Junior Premier League 
and we've been finding our way as we've gone along. The season league campaign's been disappointing compared to what we're normally used to, but we're on a bit of a run now. So we've hit, hit some couple of good performances. Um, we've had a really good result in the cup the, the weekend. Probably our best performance of the season, actually, without doubt. And um, we've still got a few more games to go. Certainly a cup run, and it'll be really good to continue to push on that one um, and pursue that and really go after that one And uh, when, in the semis in a couple of weeks' time. And then uh, we'll see how we go. And I think once we get to that point, we'll take stock and see where we're at. So, but yeah, overall, it's been a, an amazing journey this season. It's been um, very challenging. And we've um, really embraced those challenges and tackled them really well. So it's a big part of your role being sort of managing expectations, really? Yeah, I think so. Previously, we've come from a club that's been a really strong community club, been really successful. Part of that success has then enabled good players from our opponents' teams that have come to us this season. Some of those players have really kind of kicked on and really gone well and then you know, represented Carl's first team and had an amazing season, so we've lost some of those players. But, yeah, it's been it's been a challenge managing the expectations. There's a lot of girls who are very able that are used to winning week in, week out. And this season, it's been a challenge to understand that we're playing against uh, academy teams, that the players are much better, and it's, going to, it's, a, it's been a completely different season compared to what they're used to. So I hate losing. Um, it's been a massive challenge for me. But one, again, that we've, we've embraced and kind of taken on board and tackled them positively. And, um, and as a result, fundamentally, I think we'll come out of this as much better people as a result. So what are some of the main positives that you've taken from, from the performances that you've seen so far? I think because of the level that we're playing at, the, the girls are playing against better opposition and invariably that makes them you know, better football players. I think also they, looking from, from a mental perspective, we're trying to make these players the best people they can be on and off the pitch. I'm not saying we've got all the answers, but we do try. So it's kind of um, pushing them and um, to you know the aspiration sort of push in terms of making them the best players they possibly can be and the best humans they can be. So again, I think by having these situations where we are really exposing ourselves and being open and honest to say we you know perhaps we're not the best team in the junior Premier League, but we are trying our best and we are you know staying in the fight and. All of those kind of things, I think, from a personal level, um, really pleased with that. And, and I think, ultimately, the girls are going to be much better players uh, come the end of this season, you know. And the cup run you mentioned as well, that must have brought uh, plenty of benefits as well. Oh, man, that was amazing. You know, um, Normally, we have the VO cam, but the VO cam's been playing up. It's been a saucy thing. Um, so we haven't taken the video cam so we could record that. But uh, you know what? We watch these games, and what I like about these games when it's really, really tight is... What is the reaction of the players when we score the goal? Do they kind of just run back to the halfway line and have a restart or do they go absolutely bonkers? And you can see right there and then what it means to the players. And we had an absolute blockbuster against Millwall. Um, They're a really good, strong, powerful, decent footballing side. Um, And we went up to their place on Saturday and we knew it was going to be a big ask. I, I knew that the team that we had was really able. It was a, a really settled, balanced team. I was really quite pleased with the squad that we went there with. I knew that we would challenge them and didn't we do that? It was my probably coaching highlight. Um, we, I've had quite a few, um, but it was um, it was a really feisty game, really physical. Players on, on the opposition side were kind of losing their heads slightly, but the girls were magnificent. We stuck to task. 
obviously really pushed them in the second half. We told them they had to go to some dark places. And, uh, yeah, it was incredible. So to see the celebration, you know, when we scored the goal, to see the celebrations at the end, to see how much it meant to them, you know, it, it was great because there's some real tricky matches. You know, we've conceded goals and lost games in, the, in, in injury time, really tight games, like against Millwall previously at home at Burnham. Um, and it's, you know, when you see the girls putting on the line as much as they do and how hard they're trying and for them to lose it in the last minute, it's, um, well, it, it's enough to kind of break some people and, it, and it's, in, you know, when it's so tough and, um, yeah, absolutely fantastic on Saturday. So, um, really chuffed, really stoked about that. Really looking forward to the next, uh, match against Watford in a couple of weeks time. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, it's it's been amazing from that perspective. The girls now it's a bit of a strange situation because we are losing players because they're revising for the GCSEs or their A levels. So some players beyond certain dates uh, can't you know continue to play the matches because they have to concentrate on their A levels. So it will be interesting. I, I think it might fizzle out. We're kind of we're disappointing um, in terms of opposition in the league. So we're not really going for that league push. The priority at the minute is. I think the 29th of April away to Watford and then if we get to the finals that's our emphasis at the moment that that cup run and beyond that I think we'll struggle to keep some of the girls that are looking to set their A levels and GCSE so they're, they're, they're the goals at the moment we want to keep this team together as much as we possibly can um, and um, you know hit the ground running when it comes to those cup matches and then what happens after that you know towards the end of May whether we've got the team to put out after that um, we shall see online on radio player and on 106.6 FM this is Wickham Sound Second part of the Wickham Wanderer show for this week. Still to come, uh, a little later on, we'll hear from more from manager Matt Bloomfield. We'll catch up with Sam Vokes. And Knowing Me, Knowing Blues, uh, the answers to your questions for uh, top goalkeeper Max Striek. Make sure you don't miss that. Uh, some very interesting questions, not to mention some very interesting answers as well. Uh, but first, with thanks as always to the Wickham Wanderers Ex-Players Association, uh, this week's former player is someone who has not long left the club and has uh, very good memories of his time uh, playing in a particular playoff final as well. been speaking to Alex Samuel, who of course is now playing his trade at Ross County, but uh, here's his uh, first memories of his time at the club. I was obviously at uh, Stevenage before, and um, it was obviously a really tough time for me being released and being left out, and it, it, me and my wife recently married was in a really bad place, and, you know, in ways I had a... A message to say that you know a trial at Wickham Wanderers, you know, is was possible, and you know, I remember I was just come back from surgery, and remember going there, and I, I remember it's so funny because um, it was the first season we were back in League One, so we, I remember the boys were playing Blackpool uh, home. I remember training that week, and obviously, I I didn't play for about eight months because of my injury. And I just remember being so off it with training. I mean, I couldn't, I, I, I was, I felt so unfit. I felt so behind. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, Gareth Ainsworth is going to turn around and say, you know, thanks, but no thanks. And I remember then going to watch the the Blackpool game. I think we drew 1-1, I think, or 0-0. I'm not sure. But um, I remember then, but he just kept inviting me back. And I was like, wow. So week after week, I think I was there about four weeks trialing and, Obviously, I was building up my strength and getting confidence and, yeah, offered me a contract and it was a half a year contract. And then within a month, I think I was in the team. I scored uh, my first goal against Warsaw, which I think we lost 3-2. 
and yeah and then got in the team and you know like i think the memorable days for me in 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 them early days was when uh we played Shrewsbury at home and then we the week later we played Akris and Stanley and it was that last minute, minute goal which me and Jason McCarthy always talk about to be fair because that was a, a really special night so yeah it's that's kind of the 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 start of the journey I guess at Wickham Wanderers. And what were your first impressions it didn't take you long to settle in really? As soon as I walked through the door I was like I want to be a part of this team I want to be a part of this club just the way it was uh, run the way it was conducted and the way everyone uh, from the staff manager everyone the players that treated you like you were part of the team and I was blown away because obviously I'm going as a trialist and I've been in them in places where you know players might not even want to look at you because they're like well you you know you're fighting for my place but it was not that at all they they embraced braced me with open arms and it made the whole process a lot easier you know and um it was fantastic and absolutely I loved it I absolutely loved it and it, that was as well an initiative for me on trial to be like well I really want to be here so it made me work even more harder than uh, I could have probably ever done before you know it was just amazing and it, it was it was a family and it, like I said it, it was it was my family and um even to this day I have share some relationships within the club that it probably I'll, I'll never lose so that's the difference you know and it's just it was just an amazing period for me in, in my career and it couldn't take long either to sort of realize what it'd be like to, to play for the manager oh yeah I mean I remember something that really helped me in the early days when I was there I admit that I haven't been the most prolific goal scorer you know I think any any striker who is in that place can can admit that and say that but I know my my strengths were to run and to to work hard and to hold the ball up and to run channels and obviously the whole scoring thing can be a big pressure and it it, it is as for a striker but I just remember Gareth Baines was just saying look don't worry about scoring goals just work hard for me and work you know work for the team he says that is enough for me just do that and that to come from a manager was just huge because it just took all the pressure off in them early days when I was kind of finding my feet really in the professional game as well and it was uh it was just amazing just for the manager to say that because it was completely against everything that I I I was said before that so it allowed me just to go out and just play my game and then you know the 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 few in, uh you know the I did score and you know the the games that were important and, and played in important games, you know, but that, that for me was, was amazing. And as well, I think that's something that really endeared you to, to fans as well, because you mentioned the running. I think that's something that you're really known for. And, and in a way, you know, it doesn't perhaps matter quite so much if you're not, as you say, a prolific goal scorer, but, you know, they can tell that you're really giving everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for me, I've, I've always been that scoring goals you can't control. It's very hard to control. Obviously, you have a sense of control of, of you know, practicing finishing and you know obviously but there's a lot of other factors that come in with scoring goals obviously it's the service it's is does this does the do you get any service you, you get in chances so that's very much a variable factor that you can you know that changes all the time but with working hard and running it, it's a guarantee so for me every game was a, a game where I was like well I can if as long as I give a hundred percent and that's what I always say to myself going into games 
if I can come off that pitch knowing that I've ran my socks off, then I'm, I've done my job and I'm happy. And regardless of if I score, if I don't, I have assists, whatever, you know, that that will come in the game and that will pay off, you know, and that the goals will come through the hard work. So that for me has, has been kind of my, my thing since always, to be fair, and, and even today. And are there any particular goals or games or just occasions that, that really stand out? Obviously, we'll, we'll chat a bit more about the, the, the final at Wembley. Yeah, I mean, them early days, the Shrewsbury at home, I, we won. I remember Adam Elab scored, and I think, yeah, I scored as well. And if we won 2 1, I'm not sure, 2 0 against Shrewsbury. But it was, for me, that game was kind of really solidified to me that you know I've, I've really broke into the team and again you know I've, I've come from league two and, and working my way up now I'm in league one and you know really cemented that place and that it, it was that week really when I remember just so enjoying my football and then obviously the Accrington Stanley uh, game after a week or midweek or a week after it was obviously amazing because I remember I was playing I think on the right wing or some I was kind of out of position and then I think uh, Gareth Baines have kept me on and you know it, obviously Scott Cash gets scored to pull one back and then I scored in the last minute so them were really memorable another memorable game was when we played Sunderland at home when we first played them away I just signed my uh, after the half the season contract they uh, Gareth Baines were uh, stood to his word he was brilliant so you'd give me an, another deal, which I needed financially because I was uh, currently living in a house share just because of the situation I was in. And we, uh, so he he really stood to his word. But I remember when I, I just signed it and we were playing Sunderland away and I remember walking out and I remember just, you know, that the stadium and we drew and we got a result there and it was just amazing. And then I think uh, the home game then as well, when uh, I scored, and um, it was just, yeah, honestly, some incredible memories with some amazing players and um, some some amazing friends along the way. And something which must be really memorable, for, but for very different reasons, obviously, was to, to be at the club during the pandemic as well. Yeah, it, it was a crazy period. I mean, obviously, it was crazy for everyone, but obviously everything that was going on with were we going to be in the playoffs, were we not? You know, all that kind of discussion was all going on. In the meantime, I think when when they were discussing it, me and um, David Wheeler, would, where I used to live in Maidenhead, had a park outside the house. And me and David Wheeler, obviously, in, at a safe distance, would do runs together and, and do a football practice together just to try and keep in shape, just to be ready for, you know, whatever so it was just a crazy day and obviously um, a crazy time. And I just remember obviously coming back in and the excitement of the playoffs and it was really exciting. And what are your memories of both the playoffs and obviously the, the, the day of the final itself? Oh, it was so special. Obviously the, the first playoff game against Fleetwood was, it was a roller coaster of emotions, obviously, because You've just come back and you, you. I think we only were allowed to train for two weeks before the first game. And, you know, it was kind of like having a mini preseason. I remember actually uh, had a slight quad strain, which obviously wasn't great. And it was kind of like, you know, 
how much do you do? How much you don't? Are you able to play a full game, you know, at, at that level? And it was all these questions. So when we actually went to to Fleetwood and it was just amazing because we just obviously hit the ground running and Namdi scoring. And honestly, it was bizarre because obviously the, the stadium was empty and it was obviously the first time we experienced that. And it was really odd. But then you know that there's thousands of people watching because it's on Sky. So it was just a really bizarre experience. But when Namdi scored that first goal, honestly, it was the adrenaline and the feeling you get is just it is so hard to explain because it's just the adrenaline is just pumping through your veins and then obviously I think they scored back straight away wasn't it with a, a penalty and then there's this massive change of uh, emotions but then to go on and you know I remember playing against obviously Harry Sutar who recently obviously uh, keep an eye on him and he's been in the World Cup hasn't he he's did really well mm. and now he's playing the Premier League which is amazing so you know we were coming up against some really good players and a really good team but that day it was just so special and obviously scoring in, and getting the man of the match in that game was just I would say one of the most highlights of my career I really was and I remember just sitting in the changing room after and all of us were like, we're once, obviously it's not done, but it's one step closer to playing at Wembley and going to Wembley. So it was just that moment was amazing. And then obviously the second leg was one of the most nervous games. I would not say I enjoyed that because it was just the, the tension and when they scored and you, you feel, oh my goodness, they're, they're, they're coming back into this. And you could feel the pressure and they were playing really, they were a good football team. They were really, really moved the ball well. So it was very, uh, very tense. But obviously, when Fred on the Udimna scored, it was just, wow, it, it was a bit surreal. I guess that it was then that we could really celebrate as well that we were going to Wembley. But it's a weird feeling when you go through because it's like you don't want to get to the final and lose, you know, and no team wants that to happen. So again, you've got this in your back of your mind. You're like, you cannot lose. We've got to win. And then obviously the Wembley experience was just absolutely phenomenal. And I'd say mixed emotions. Obviously it was so special to win and to especially walk out on the pitch of Wembley and play and have a part in that. And um, it was a, so special within the team but there was kind of a slight bitter note to this, obviously, because, you know, I had my my, my wife, my my family who were, could only watch on TV like like everyone else. And it was it was this kind of bittersweet personally for me, because in those moments of highs, for me, it's it's about celebrating it with also your family and your loved ones. And it was kind of a mixed emotion for me personally, because it was absolute one of the highest moments of my career but also it was like oh I want my wife I want my family to be here to witness him I want the fans you know as well to 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 experience this at Wembley and to win at Wembley and it was obviously getting there and winning it was the best thing of the outcomes that we could have done so it was a really special special time and a lot of emotions in it but it was it was incredible. It must be so hard to describe what it was like because obviously you know, the clubs never got to that stage before. As you say, there, there, there weren't any fans there uh, and you know, you're really having to sort of go through it, as you say, uh, without the support of, of the people that would normally be there. I remember just obviously going home and it was kind of 
quite emotional to when I went back to see Rachel because it was like I've just had this moment at Wembley and and you know she was here stuck in the house by herself you know it, those are the things aren't really talked about you know especially in that time but again obviously it was out of the whole what was going on and the crisis that the world was facing you know it was the best scenario and the best case that we could have done so i would have obviously if if anything like that and uh, uh praying to god it doesn't but it would be the best you know way to do it and to get promoted and like you said in the first time in the club's history to be a part of that is just amazing so how did your move to ross county come about it was a uh, an interesting time that obviously obviously we got to the championship and i didn't obviously play as much games as i would like and the, I think the game, few games that I did play at the start, I think the team were really finding its feet. And it was in ways after that, it wasn't. I didn't really be involved that much, which was obviously upsetting, and um, you know, not in ways what I what I wanted. But you know, I understand that's football, and you know, just to be a part and play the games that I did was was amazing, an amazing experience. So obviously, we got relegated and. In ways, it was a very much a, okay. What, what is next? You know, what what's going to be next for me? And um, you know, it, whether that's that's a Wickham, which in ways I I, I really wanted to because um, you know, like you said, I absolutely love Wickham and my time there and the people there. But I was kind of seeing things starting to change, where that was obviously bringing in players that obviously. In ways, I was kind of like, I need, obviously, I'm, I'm back in League One now. I need to play, you know, like I did before. You know, I couldn't, again, have a season where I was not playing and, and sitting on the bench again, you know, and sometimes not being in the squad. So it was kind of like difficult. And obviously, you know, Sam Vokes came in, who absolutely fantastic striker, you know, obviously, I know him well through being Welsh and all of that and the qualities he bring, you know, so I knew like, I think Wickham were heading a different direction. And I did have interest from Cheltenham at the time and Cheltenham were interested. And I remember obviously at the time going, well, it's a really difficult position to be in because obviously I had one year left at Wickham and it was like, I can't have another season of not playing otherwise, um, you know, it, it's just not good, you know, and this is the things that aren't really spoken about. You think, you know, I had a year left, I could have sat there and, and been comfortable, but I like a challenge and I, I, I want to play football, you know, that's that's where you get seen, you know, it's not when you're sitting on the bench. So it's kind of like, and to be fair, I was able to speak really well with Gareth Ainsworth and uh, everyone there and we were kind of just trying to discuss what's best and it kind of did come across like, obviously, you know, they were going in a different direction and um, I wouldn't be playing probably as much as I'd want to. So in ways that kind of made my decision. Uh, so I obviously had Cheltenham that was, was interested, but um, that fell through at the last minute. And then I think Wickham got Brandon Hamlin in. And so again, it was another striker. So it was kind of like, I've got to, you know, in ways I have to go. Otherwise, there's, there's no way I'm, am I going to be involved in, in the squad at Wickham, you know. So it was it was tough. It was tough. I'll be honest, it was really tough because obviously I, I absolutely love everyone there, and I, I was comfortable. And so then, obviously, my agent said that Ross County was interested, and it's interesting. It's funny because 
I've played in Scotland before. I've played in the Scottish Champ with Greenock Morton, and you know, I, I enjoyed my time there. But I was like, you know, Scotland's very far away, and I was kind of not not for the the move even up to Scotland. So when I heard Ross County, and I put how far away it is, and it was twelve hours. It was, I mean, I was like, wow, okay, that's that's not even Scotland. That's a different country <laughs> in itself, you know. But in ways, I was kind of like. As you know, with my faith and stuff, me and Rachel really prayed about it, and we really felt God say, "You need to go, and it's it's time to go, and it's the right place to go to." So, uh, in faith, we we took the the plunge, and uh, yeah, we we went up with a couple of days before transfer, and it was it was quite a quick quick move, you know, kind of came out of nowhere, which. In ways, I, I had a couple of weeks mentally preparing to leave Wickham because, like I said, it, I absolutely loved it, and it, it was did take me a while to adjust and get get over not being at Wickham just because of the friendships and the connections and the relationships I had with people. So it did take me a while to adjust. So how have you found the Scottish Premiership? It's an interesting league. Obviously, you've got your Celtic and Rangers, who I would say is like high champ low prem and then you have maybe some kind of middle championship teams and then primarily like league one teams so it's quite a diverse a very diverse like league where there's a very different styles and qualities you know and then you have the teams where obviously it's a, i would say probably at league one football which is still a good good standard and i found it initially like I said, with the move, initially quite tough to adjust and just because of the moving and all of that and the stresses of that. But I remember my first game was against Celtic away at Celtic Park and that experience was incredible. It was it was amazing, obviously, to to experience that and to play in that level of, against that level of quality was just incredible. And I was kind of like, this this is amazing. And Obviously, um, throughout the season, then about I'd say March last year, um, like I said, I went went out in training, went over my knee and heard a crunch and ruptured my ACL. So it was pretty obviously. I, I remember mentioning to you, Nick Freeman went through that when when I just just left, you know. So I kind of knew, and I know a lot of boys that have gone through that. So I kind of knew the process. So I've kind of just managing that injury and and getting through. So um, I did it in March and then got the surgery in April. And it's now the January just gone. I came back and I've really hit the ground running and I'm really enjoying it. And I've been able to to play a lot more games. And it's been a real up and down season for me. But where I am now is is I'm in a really good place. Well, it's been really fantastic to catch up with you and I wish you all the best for for what's next. And I look forward to to, to keeping an eye out uh, for, for you in action as well. Thank you so much. Great to speak to you. Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM, this is Wickham Sound. Final part of this week's Wickham Wanderer show. It's gone quick, isn't it? Uh, Fantastic to hear uh, how Alex Samuel is getting on. Still to come, we'll hear from manager Matt Bloomfield as he looks ahead to the visit of Lincoln City in the penultimate home game of the season on Saturday. Uh, It'd be fantastic to get his thoughts after speaking to the media earlier on today. Also at the training ground, Sam Vokes chatting about uh, putting pen to paper for another season at Adams Park. Really great news for uh, fans there to know that uh, he uh, will be staying for next season as well. Uh, You might have heard as well, Know Me, Knowing Blues for this week is uh, goalkeeper Max Striek. 
and uh, Rebecca's been putting your questions to him. Max, how thrilled are you to be here on the sofa today? Uh, Absolutely delighted. He can't wait, can't wait for your questions, can not wait for your questions. I heard I've got the most questions out of every people, so I'll be glad to answer them. Here we go then, let's jump straight into it. So, first question is from Catherine. She said, hi Max, you are the greatest goalkeeper we have had. Okay. Uh, is it very different at Wickham Wanderers compared to Livingston and can you see yourself staying here for a few years? So yes I can see myself staying here for a few years. Second question was about Livingston. Yeah, compared to Wickham, what's it like? Uh, league One is much more competitive than Scottish Premier League and then obviously that's why Wickham Wanderers obviously it's much better team. So you lived in Scotland. I have got a question for you because yeah. I got a bit of grief from Jack for never ha- never having mm-hmm. iron brew before. Have you had iron brew before? I tried it, yeah. And what was the verdict? What do you think? Um, was all right. Was all right. All right. Just, just all right. Oh, Let's just all right. Way. So we're not missing but out. But to be there. fair, I don't really drink sparkling drinks. I just don't like them. Okay. So that's why. But I'm not missing out like on anything. No, no, it's fine. No? Okay. No, I think Jack obviously will kill me, but like you can do better than this. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan said, Max has been fantastic for Wickham since joining. I hope he stays for a long time. What has improved most in your game in the last three years and what skill do you find most difficult and why? Game term, massively. Obviously for the last three years I played, I don't know, in total maybe like 150 games. Mm -hmm. So I think mentally I improved massively because obviously I'm more mature and I manage the game well and stuff like this. So... I presume managing the game is much better and maybe I'm not getting too emotional during the games, even though sometimes I do. <laughs> and the second question was about... What do you find, what skill do you find most difficult <sighs> and why? I'm a goat apparently, someone said it on Twitter, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, probably playing out from the back kick and, and stuff like this. Yeah. But that comes from mentally side and obviously from the tactics we try to play and implement and that's mm-hmm. really it. I mean, the fans are loving you, so I don't think you're really doing that much wrong, are you? Um, Johnny said, has your dog always been called Major or did he start out as a private and work his way up through the ranks? I thought about this question, he was always a boss, so... He's always a yeah, boss. Yeah, he straight away, you know, knowledge and everything, he's the boss. Major. Love that. That's such a good dog's name. Yeah, but actually, someone guessed it right. It's from military ranks. Basically. Oh, it is? Yeah. That's why you called him Major? Yeah, exactly. Because he was, he was a boss, basically. I had a dog. And, and also, Sam. when he was a little puppy, mm. he obviously had like eight different brothers and sisters, and he seemed like he was, he was one the of, of the Yeah, he was the leader of the pack. So Love we just that called him Major. Major. Very nice. Um, Suzanne said, which Wiccan player is the best at darts? Some folks. Are you good at darts? Mm, average. Average. Maybe that could be the mm. next content. We'll have you versus Vokes, oh. game of darts. I'm not I'm not even trying to win against <laughs> him. That's the thing, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not bothered, not fast. Nah. Um, Charlotte and Ella said, who do you think is the best footballer in the world and who is the best player that you've played with? The best footballer in the world? Messi or Ronaldo? Which one though? You've got a set mm. debate now, Max. Uh-huh. Come on. <laughs> It's difficult because Ronaldo, he's walked his way through and Messi is just like talented. Mm-hmm. But at this moment in time, I take Messi. Messi, yeah. Messi's the best, you heard it here. And the second question was about the best player I ever played with. Yeah. Hmm, interesting one. John O'Shea, 
or Jermaine Defoe, depends if we're talking about defensively or attacking wise. Probably Jermaine Defoe because he can score amazing goals. Jermaine Defoe, great. Uh, Samantha would like to know, if you weren't such a fabulous goalkeeper, mm -hmm. what would you be doing? Oh wow. <laughs> Probably something with engineering, maybe like projects with gas projects, gas, gas pipes, stuff like this, because okay. my family live like work with gas yeah back home and uh, I would probably follow the pathway of of something engineering even though I've got my law degree finished so mm -hmm. maybe I go this way or maybe a goalkeeper training sessions or something like that I don't know I well, never thought about it because obviously yeah I just never thought about it really I always knew I wanted to be a footballer yeah and you made it happen here you are exactly amazing glad Phil would like to know if you were Wickham. I don't know. Is it you, Phil? No. Different Phil. Yeah. It's a different Phil. Okay. Phil would like to know if you were Wickham manager and were offered Harry Kane or Robert Lewandowski on a free, who would you choose? In a pick form or just now? I think I would probably say. Tricky question. I've got two passports, so I go with Harry Kane. You go with Harry Kane. I didn't think you were going to say that actually. Hurricane scored more goals to be fair and yeah. I think he's actually like proper goal scorer while Lewandowski I think he's amazing striker but for a national team he doesn't really he doesn't really do enough for me okay so Harry Kane it is yeah. some great questions and some great answers from Max Striek I think a, a, a contender most certainly for a player of the season brilliant how he's uh, settled in at the club as well since arriving from Livingston fantastic to hear some of his thoughts as well and uh, some of his kind of behind the scenes there'll be more on that uh, tomorrow as well on the uh, club's social media look out for the uh, full video of Knowing Me Knowing Blues Sam Vokes is someone else who uh, has joined the ranks for next season as well he's been speaking to Phil reflecting on his decision Vokes welcome back to Wanderers TV uh, but Thank first you. We talked about it briefly the other night after the Cambridge United game. Great to have you around yep. for next season. Yes, delighted, mate. It's uh, it's good. It's good to uh, sign an extension and and be it for a while. I think it's uh, it was important for me coming towards the end of the season um, to get that done and yeah, commit my future to to Wickham. It's been a lot of change this season. Um, you mentioned it the other night as well. How is it working under the gaffer? Yeah, it's been great. Um, I think obviously a transition that Wickham haven't had for a few years. Obviously. Um, when Gareth was here for, for 10 years but it's um, it's been good it's been good and I think um, the gaffer now is putting his stamp on it and has, has been a bit of a transition over the time and look, I think we, we're we looking for results obviously it's a result based business but I can see something really really happening here um, really exciting and, and I want to be part of that It's been an injury hit campaign as well which must be quite frustrating as well for you Yeah very frustrating season I think Started off on that foot, really had a great pre-season and got injured the last game of pre-season and uh, I think missed the first seven, eight, nine games and then you're playing catch-up a little bit. So for me, it was it was that. And then obviously the back end of the season is when it matters as well. I've missed the last um, yeah five, six weeks. So it was great to come back against Cambridge uh, and get those 75 minutes under my belt, I think it was. So yeah, it'd be nice to build on the last three games now. What's it like coming back from an injury? Because we always talk about the, the match sharpness, but from a player's point of view, what does that actually mean? What does it mean? Um, well, hopefully it wasn't too evident the other night. Um, but no, I've, I feel fit myself. Um, it's important to keep yourself ticking over in the gym during that time. Uh, but I think what it means is nothing resembles a game, really. You can do as much work as you want in the gym and, and in rehab. But uh, 
when you actually get out there it's it's all the contacts all the the 90 minutes work of work so um they're all the bits you talk about but no for me I felt good the other night so yeah box ticked and when you're not out on the grass obviously you're up here anyway training but it's it's mm. gym work as well and and I suppose when the boys are out playing uh and, and training out on the grass it must be quite frustrating if you're sat in the gym it is very frustrating, yes. And when the games come and, and you're involved in match day around the dressing room, it's, it's the worst time, um, especially this time of season because it's been an important phase. But um, like I say, it wasn't relatively a long long injury, so back playing now. But um, no, I did some, like you say, some good work with the physios here, Kian and, and Tom as well in the gym. And uh, it's it's been some good work. And uh, yeah, I feel confident in, in the injury now. So hopefully I can have a good finish to the season. But the plus side, I guess, is you get free run on the stereo. Yes, that is that is true. I don't know how happy the boys have been, mate, but uh, my music selections have been on while I've been working hard, so uh, yeah, it's been good. Uh, fit and firing for the final, or what is now three games. Um, Wickham are outside the playoffs, but it's still possible, and the belief is there, so a, a fit mm. Sam Vokes, I think, will help... Uh, hopefully uh, achieve this massive achievement if we can get in that top six yeah of course that's been our goal all season and uh, that doesn't change I think three three huge games for us now two home games that start with Lincoln on Saturday and um, for us all we can do is our business now um, whatever happens in the season's happened and we've got to go into this period try and maximise the points and hopefully that, that can be enough to get us into those playoffs but if um, yeah we've got to see what happens come Saturday Great to hear from Sam Vokes and that he'll be at the club next season. Uh, finally then, let's get the thoughts of manager Matt Bloomfield as we head into the penultimate home game of the season. Four points outside the playoffs, uh, all to play for, all to fight for. And uh, the manager has been speaking with Phil earlier on today. Gaffer, back to Adams Park, fresh from a, a win on a Tuesday night, the best sort of week. Yeah, most, most certainly so. Um, we're really pleased with the way we bounced back on Tuesday evening. Um, we're disappointed with the result on Saturday but really pleased with certain aspects of the performance so we had to make sure we took those positives and moved forward so yeah I'm really pleased with the result Tuesday night I'm really pleased with the performance and looking forward to getting back to Adams Park on, on Saturday It's been a gruelling schedule and there were a few knocks picked up on Tuesday how are things looking? Yeah there is a few bumps and bruises along the way so we've given the boys another 24 hours we did a recovery session today um, we get back out on the training pitch tomorrow it's this time of year you have to be really careful how much you push the boys obviously it's been a gruelling season for them and we need to be prepared so um, yeah, the, the boys are in good spirits. We've, we've been working hard um, and we're looking forward to making sure we're fully prepared. A spring in the step because of the result and spring in the air as well. It must be nice being out there now. Yeah, this is this is the time of year when you know that uh, results are important this time of year because the sun comes out and you know the bodies are tired and, and this is when you know it really matters. So this is the, this is the bit we enjoy. This is the bit you want to look forward to because you want to be involved at, at the right end of the table this time of year and, and that's what we're doing. Earlier in the season, it was a nil-nil draw. They're normally pretty tight games, especially at Sinsil Bank. But Lincoln are the draw specialists this season. So how are you going to overcome that in this game on Saturday? I think we, we look at it tactically. We watch Lincoln, um, as we do with every opposition. We know their strengths. Um, I think they've done a really good job. Uh, I think Mark's done a really good job there. It's got a, a young team, vibrant, full of energy, and, and we know what they're, full of, what they're all about. But we have to go on the front foot. We have to attack. We, have to, we want to win the game. Um, and we believe that we can still sneak in those playoffs and we have to do that by winning football matches. You often hear the media and fans talk about teams who are on the beach, the mid-table teams who can't go up, can't go down. But looking at the results, I don't get to see that pattern this season, especially in League One. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that um, with Lincoln's form, that's certainly not the case. I think with 
um, football management being a, such a, uh, a testing scenario I don't think any managers can, can risk taking their foot off the pedal I don't think any football clubs can do it either um, so it's important just for everybody just to keep picking up results and we know that that doesn't change wherever you are in the table so we've got to be ready and teams like that I mean, it's a little bit disrespectful for people to say oh yeah they're on the beach but football is a continuous mm. all year round thing there'll be players playing for their contracts playing for the pride and everything else right? Yeah too right it's uh, you know it's um, I think maybe years gone by that has been the case I think um, but football certainly is so present it's so here and now you have to be ready for every game no matter where you are in the league no matter what your situation and your scenario so um, no, I don't see that happening anywhere in League One. I think it's a really competitive league. As you, you know, seen the results over you know uh, the recent past, you can't really predict too much at this time of year, and we have to make sure we're we're on the front foot and ready for the game. But one other side, perhaps, is there's no pressure on them. We saw Morecambe, you know, backed into a corner, fighting hard. Cambridge as well. Although we won the game, they fought every inch of the way for that game as well. Uh, Lincoln, perhaps, with that pressure, would that maybe then give them? a bit more abandoned to go and express themselves yeah I think I think we have to concentrate on ourselves as well no matter what the opposition who the opposition you know we've seen with Morecambe and Cambridge you know really competitive games and I'm expecting exactly the same this Saturday um, we have to be mentally prepared psychologically prepared for ourselves to, to fight and, and, and scrap and run you know they're the fundamentals of football matches if you want to win any game so uh, on top of that we have to be tactically prepared and, and, and you know physically the boys need to be ready to go again which they will be so um, we have to be as diligent as we possibly can and, and just uh, savour the moment. It was great to see Gareth McCleary and Sam Vokes getting their first starts after their injuries. And after the game, Sam Vokes telling everyone the news that he's here for next season. That's great news. Oh, it's brilliant news. It's given everyone a lift. I think that Sam's been a, a really big signing for this football club. You know, the, um, the stature of the man, I think um, he's been... The, the balanced opinion he gives, the leadership he gives, the, the, the physicality he brings on the pitch, the, the guile you can play into him. He can, he's got a goal, he's got... You know that all-round game that we've um, we've been really lucky to have over the past two years. So to be able to continue his contract with us, to keep him here, we've we've got to be really pleased. Things are shaping up already nicely for next season. Most certainly so. I think we've been really pleased with the business we've done so far. We're renewing the contracts we've done. Um, you know, um, I think we've got the core of a really good group here, and we're really pleased with that. They've obviously been, you know, at the heart of this football club for for a number of years now. The majority of that group, and we don't want to lose that. So. Um, yeah, we're really pleased with, with what we've done so far and we hope to keep moving forward. And a big game against Lincoln, it's game by game as you keep telling us as well and it is really, isn't it? Because win this one and then it's just keeping it going until hopefully the last game of the season. Yeah, we have to, we have to do our business this weekend. We have, to, we have to stay in the fight. We, have to, we believe we can get in the playoffs. We believe that we can still achieve something this year and we, the only way of doing that is to win every game as it turns up. You know, so we have to do that against Lincoln first and foremost. So, yeah, listen, we're, we're focused, Phil. We're ready for it. I'm looking forward to it. The boys are looking forward to it. And um, we just want to start on the front foot and get going on Saturday. Good luck. We'll see you at Adams Park. Top man. Cheers, mate. Great to hear manager Matt Bloomfield chatting to Phil and uh, building up nicely to the visit of Lincoln City on Saturday. As mentioned a little earlier on, hopefully you'll be down at Adams Park to help create what will be a brilliant atmosphere for the penultimate home league game of the regular season. But if you're not going, you'll get full match commentary on Wanderers TV and on 106.6 as well. That really sets things up for a really exciting end to the season. And uh, as mentioned with Phil a little earlier on, hopefully when we're next speaking to you, uh, there'll be uh, still plenty to play for heading into uh, then what will be the uh, the final two games of the regular season. Have a fantastic week and continue to uh, to back the uh, the chair boys and uh, have a great week.